everyone. Welcome to Learn English with Football World Cup Special, a show in which I talk to my friends and football fans about the World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Stay tuned until the end because later I'll be clarifying some interesting language from this interview. And our guest today is Matt. Hi, Matt. Welcome back to the channel. Cheers. Thank you. Good to be here. So, obviously, you are from Australia, and I have to ask you this question. How happy are you that Australia managed to qualify from your group? Yeah, very happy. Very excited about it. Uh, considering our first match uh, was a four to one loss against France, um, you know, that's how things kicked off in the World Cup for us. It didn't look too great, but, you know, they came through in the next uh, the next two matches so it was good to see uh, good to see the qualification very exciting i think this is i think uh, it's the only only the second time we've managed to get out of the group stage so it's yep. pretty big for australia that's that was actually one of my questions that i had here oh really uh, was it yeah uh, yeah yeah but i just i'm just trying to find it now yeah here we go it doesn't matter you know is this the first time your country has made it to the knockout stages? <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I believe it's the second time. I think the first was in 2006 when we had like yeah. uh, Tim That's Cahill right. playing for us and everything. Yeah, so it's a pretty big deal for Australia to you know get through the group stage. I think we we regularly yep. you know make it into the tournament because That's right. we don't have the hardest sort of qualifying. Um, uh you know criteria in the world yep. but you know just getting out of the group stages is the is the big sort of goal for australia really so it's a big one for us and if i'm not mistaken that the last time you did it it was 16 years ago and i believe you only scored one goal there or something it was something really oh really strange. you might you might be right <laughs> I, don't, I, might, I can't really remember to be honest I might have to check that. I might have to check that. Okay, I could I could be wrong, but I it could that it would could be, be an like interesting one, uh, one little fluke that you made. It. Yeah, I, I might have to check it uh, later as you talk. But um, well, I need to ask you: Did you watch the match against Denmark, the one that that this that was the deciding match for you? That that yes. meant that you, that you made it through. Yes, of course I did. It was very. Uh, it was pretty nerve wracking from the beginning of it. Because I think uh, the way it was is if there were no goals in our match and no goals in the, I think it was France versus Tunisia match, we would progress. So it was, you know, at the beginning, it's a little bit like, all right, 0-0 zero, zero is just fine as long as the other game's 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> you know, it's not often you watch a match and you think no goals is good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was, a, it was an interesting match. It was an interesting match all up. I bet it was for for uh, an Aussie such as yourself. And how did you celebrate Matthew Leckie's goal then? Uh, actually, actually, I was watching it um, and I didn't really get to celebrate his goal because my my internet dropped out right oh, as no. it was. You know, I was I was in the middle of watching it. You know, and I, um, I had it coming through, and it it was very frustrating because uh, Tunisia scored a goal against France, mm. which meant we were no longer going through. And that happened about an, an hour in, something around that. You know, so we've got 
very intense, very intense. And, you know, the, the commentator comes on and tells you, oh, Tunisia just scored. So as it stands, it's Tunisia and France progressing. So it was all very, um, very tense. And then my internet dropped. And, uh, you know, I had to spend a, a bit of time to reset the the modem and everything and, and, and get it back. And then when I got back back on, Australia won nil up. So, I, I mean, I just let out a big hurrah, a big yell, and then, then got back to watching it, basically. I missed pretty much everything involving the goal. That, that sounds a bit anticlimactic, to be honest with you. No, it was a little bit. But it was very exciting when I came back and it was 1-0. And, oh, I don't know what happened, but I'll take it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate when that happens. Like you have to go to the toilet for one minute. You 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 try to do everything you can to do it fast, but then you come back and of course they oh, score yeah. the only goal of the match. Yeah, well, you miss yeah, it. it's the curse of football, isn't it? The the type of game it is, you know, one goal is, is very typical for a match and you can very well walk out when it happens or something goes wrong. Exactly. Well, I'm sorry you missed the goal, but I mean, I'm sure you will take this sacrifice. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was between me uh, stay or keeping the internet and not seeing any goals, or mm. you know, losing the internet and missing that goal, I'll I'll, I'll take the goal. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I think that's quite reasonable from you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, did you? Personally, expect Australia to qualify after the defeat by France. I think you told me something right before I hit the record button here that you did. So we you sort of never, yeah. never. Um, again, going just like Australia's history in the World Cup, it, it's you know it's not really reasonable to expect a, a qualifying beyond the the group stages for yeah. Australia. But I think uh, I remember watching the French match and thinking that they looked all right like they looked really good it was only around um you know it's just i think the first half hour we we got a goal against france and yep. we looked pretty good and france didn't look amazing and then you know france just turned it on and became yeah. france um but you know australia looked looked pretty good there so i knew i thought you know it was possible like it wasn't like beyond the realms of uh possibility or anything like that so but but i did not expect them to get through i would not say no yeah yeah well uh and you did and uh fantastic result congratulations Cheers. And it's always it's always a great achievement and you know everybody likes to support the underdog and i i think you had a really tough group to be honest with you Your pretty group. i mean because i think well obviously france are the champions i think denmark yeah. are rated 10 in the denmark. world 10 in the world or something yeah exactly and they were one of those uh uh, dark horses of the tournament. A lot of people named them as, as the dark horse. And, yeah. and and also they did really well in the Euros. They got into yeah, the semifinals. Yeah. They actually beat my team, the Czech Republic, in the quarterfinals of the Euros, of the last Euros, and they they only got beaten by England in the semifinals. So um, Denmark are no mugs. And yeah. also Tunisia, no. really good team from Africa. So... You no, no, really it was a bit of a rough one. And Denmark as well. You know, when I was watching yesterday, watching the Australia-Denmark match, it's it's one of those games as well where, even though I'm from Australia, every time the commentators are speaking about Danish players, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, oh, I recognize that. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. You know, he plays for this team, that team. Every time they mention Australian players, I'm like, where did they? Oh, I'm on my phone. Who did they play for? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know much about. I think um, they got a couple of players who 
who have been in the Premier League before. I think only one of them's currently in the Premier League, Matt Ryan, the keeper. Mm. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But, you know, we don't have players littered through all the top leagues of Europe and, and stuff like, uh, like I think Denmark really do. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was good to see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes that uh, achievement even more valuable, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, I, you know how I, I said at the beginning of this um, video that you, you may have not scored many goals at that tournament that you pro, uh, advanced in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just checked it and I was totally wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> you actually scored five goals. I bet five that's goals. a few more than one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't know enough to correct you. So, <laughs> well, I, I had to correct myself there. I don't want to uh, spout nonsense uh, online. So, I have just checked it on Wikipedia, and uh, it turns out that you finished second in your group after Brazil, who had nine points. You had four points, uh, uh, zero goal difference, though, uh, five goals for five goals against. Okay. And then uh, you, you, you left, left behind yourself uh croatia and japan okay all yep. right count it good and, good yep. yeah we, we got through whatever and and uh this year we've got through again so i think we've got um argentina in the uh in the, the first knockout you do you do i do have some yeah. questions about that it's coming no, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah i was actually trying to forget that part i think <laughs> but uh wait First, I need to ask you, how can you score so few goals and still make it? Okay, so you scored one goal against Denmark. I believe we was scored it? one goal every game. Yeah. So it's yeah, like so we... two goals only and you still make it. Come on, it's not Yeah, well, what was it? Because we, we obviously had the loss. We had the loss and we had two wins. So, you know, doesn't matter how many goals the other teams score as long as they're not in our games. So. That's true. But that also means that you must be really good defensively. Because with three goals, often you don't make it. Let's be honest. No, it's not. Uh, it's not a, a big number that gets you through. Usually, is it? No, I think uh, you know they they do sort of rely on you know playing very defensively and, and getting some sort of counter attack or or just taking advantage of good opportunities where they where they arise. So yeah. It's, it's classic tactic for for the underdog often isn't it you know just just take it where you can and it's football so it happens yeah i don't mean to i don't mean to sound disrespectful but i've actually heard on some podcasts that you have like this old fashioned style football with like big defenders and you get stuck in with the tackles it's it's sort of you could say it's kind of obsolete yeah so i want to ask you this question can the old-fashioned style of football still be effective in the modern age. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, when you were watching them, when I was watching them yesterday, they, they looked very much just like set up in the classic 4-4-2, which you don't yeah. see too much of these days. Um, yeah. And they, they definitely like for like centre-backs. I think one of their centre-backs is about six foot three, six foot four. Um, so he's a big, big boy, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean... Obvious. I, I I don't know if this uh, is going to take us all the way to the final and a World Cup victory exactly, but who I knows? Think, um, you know, fundamentals maybe old fa old fashioned fundamentals can uh, can can get you places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
Well, I think it sometimes depends on the context, on the circumstances. It's one one mistake, you know, or a red card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's That's possible. It. Yeah. And I think, like again, going back to the the Denmark match, they they were playing very well. Denmark played very well, but just couldn't, you know, find the goal in yeah. the final third. They just couldn't. They couldn't get it done. They got up there quite a lot, and they looked dangerous quite a lot, but they just couldn't get it done. And then when we had our opportunity, the, the Matthew Leckie opportunity, he he got it done. You know, so. It does come down to those moments as well. Take you know, yeah. you can have a hundred opportunities, but if you if you waste them, what good are they? I thought it was a brilliant goal, a fantastic counter attack, and exactly the kind of tactic your manager chose. Speaking of your mm. manager, what does the Australia's manager say to his player after matches? Have you heard those? <laughs> no, no, those I haven't heard any particular points that he says why is there apparently apparently he doesn't want them to get too excited and he sort of tries to but he he goes a bit too far he says no no social media no drinking no what's what's the beer you have in australia fosters right (laughs) we don't drink it we don't drink fosters fosters is very popular in the uk and the us it's ours but we don't drink it okay we drink vb Victoria Bitter. I was just joking. Basically, um, he comes across as the kind of manager that is going to be quite hard on the players and Mm -hmm. uh, wants them to stay focused at all times, doesn't want them to. to, He doesn't want your players um, to get this. He doesn't want this result to get into their heads, if you know what I mean. And yeah, yeah. Well, I think maybe. You know, like like I was saying, we've only ever gotten this far before, like once before, sorry. Um, And this alone might feel like the success that they they were looking for, and maybe it's it's easy to go, oh well, we got this far, and next is Argentina. So what's the point? Like like we did well, we can count as a victory. Complacency, right? Could creep in. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that doesn't take you. Further, I mean, you know, we've we've done, uh, we've reached the knockout stages before. Now we want to get, you know, one one step further, don't we? At least you do. You do. The problem though is that the team you are going to play is Argentina, one of the one of the uh, favorites of the tournament, who did really poorly against Saudi Arabia. They lost their first match two one, which was the most shocking result of the whole tournament, in my opinion. But they managed to bounce back. They won their next two matches and uh, topped their group in the end uh, in an <laughs> incredible group. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if you if you saw at least some of it or the highlights of what Same was happening. saw highlights, yeah. No, no, way, some, some amazing yeah. goals took place there. Yeah. Also, also the, circumstances, the circumstances of Mexico needing to score that one goal but couldn't. They couldn't do it. They threw the kitchen sink at Saudi Arabia, but then Indian Poland, who who played such, so poorly in that game against Argentina, scraped through. Uh, their yeah. goalkeeper Chesney is the hero, in my opinion, because he saved Messi's penalty. So now you are going to face Argentina in last in the last sixteen match. So yeah, yeah. Uh, look, going? I mean. Saudi Arabia proved that it can be done. 
you know. Uh, I think there's no reason to think it's impossible. We we stand a chance. We're obviously the underdogs, but we were the underdogs or one of the underdogs in the group. We progressed yeah. past that, you know, and it's it's not impossible. And I'd love to be from the nation that puts an end to Messi's dream of a World Cup victory. <laughs> well, that's that's my last question for you. Can you stop <laughs> Messi from scoring and getting uh, getting some iffy penalties where they are barely penalties, like in that game against Poland? That wasn't a penalty, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They're very very suspect. Can you stop Messi from scoring? You can. As you said, we've got some big boys, and he's not the biggest boy, so maybe uh, maybe we can use the size somehow. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not just Messi, though, isn't it? Like it's the whole squad. It's you know we we have to defend very very well. I mean, you, I mean you saw uh, again going back to the Saudi Saudi match. I think what they scored three or four times, and then were called offside. So. You got to yeah, look for those runs. You got to be very, you know, time things very well. You got to have a good, solid back line if you're going to catch people mm -hmm. out like that, especially someone like Messi making a run behind. But it's possible yeah. we can do it. it. Possible. I, think, I think a lot of a lot of results in this tournament uh, in halftime have been nil nil. A lot of them, yeah, mm -hmm. even matches with the favorites. So I think if you manage to take it nil nil to 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 the halftime. I think you stand a chance because they're gonna get really nervous. There's a lot yeah, of pressure, a a lot of pressure on them. It's yeah. easier. It's easier to be in that in the in the position you are going to be in, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, like yeah, like you said, we we've already got our victory, and I think for for a team like Argentina, a nation like them, like if they don't win the tournament, it's it's a failure, isn't it? It's exactly. like Brazil. It's exactly. um, you know, like a, like Germany or perhaps France as well, like. Victory is yeah. getting the the trophy. So yeah, I think I think you're right. If we can if we can hold them off for the first 45 minutes, the pressure's on them, and then that's when you you're likely to see the, the counter attack from from Australia. So exactly, see what happens. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit torn about this because I I like you, and I think it would be amazing for Australia to beat Argentina. But at the same time, knowing this is Messi's last. World Cup, you know, I sort of cheer for him as well, secretly. Like, uh, if, he, if, he, if he never went up against Australia, I might feel the same. But it, it, yeah. you know, if I tell you what, if they beat Australia, then I'll probably be come on Argentina. Let's see. Uh, uh, you know, I, I want Australia <laughs> to lose to the best, obviously. So. Yeah, exactly. Then you will if be able were. to say we were beaten by the champions. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would have won if it weren't for them. Exactly. So thank you very much, Matt. This was fantastic. And uh, you guys stay tuned because I'm about to explain some interesting vocabulary in the language corner. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, welcome back. And in this part of the show, I'm going to go through some interesting vocabulary that appeared in this interview with Matt. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed talking to Matt. Did you watch the match against Denmark? This is the question I asked Matt, and he responded to that by saying, it was pretty nerve-wracking from the beginning. So this is a really cool adjective, but it is a little bit complex. 
because it consists of two, two parts. It's a compound adjective. Nerve-wracking. You know, nerves, nerves, if you're nervous, right? Nerves, nerve, hyphen, racking. Now, racking can be spelled with R or with W-R. There are two variants. And if something is nerve-wracking, then it's kind of difficult, difficult to do and causes a lot of worry for the person involved in it. I couldn't read it after myself. My notes, <laughs> my handwriting is so terrible that I can't even read it after myself. Anyway, let me say that again. So if something is nerve-wracking, usually you talk about some kind of an event. If that process is nerve-wracking, yeah, then it causes you a lot of worry and uh, anxiety. You know, so so um, I don't know. For example, imagine you uh, you have just taken an exam, and then uh, you are about to be told whether you have passed or failed. And those five minutes that you're waiting, yeah, for your result, those five minutes can be quite nerve wracking because you are hoping that you have passed. So, you know, you know what I mean? Or the, the exam itself could be nerve-wracking, of course, as well. Right. Tell me what you describe, what you would describe as nerve-wracking. Have you had a nerve-wracking experience in the recent days? Let me know in the comments. Why not? Get involved. Let's make this place a nice place where you can all practice English. People don't do this enough. You should write comments. This is your opportunity. You can either say it, of course, but you can also write it, right? Uh, whenever you receive input, whenever you hear something, whenever you read something, and you want to learn that, the best way to learn it is actually by using it. Yeah? By, by that output. You need to produce that output. So write it or say it. Okay. I said that that sounds a bit anticlimactic, to be honest. I was responding to the fact that Matt had missed that goal, that only goal that Australia scored. Um, and it was the, the goal that meant that Australia managed to qualify. And um, yeah, and, and, and Matt missed it. He didn't see it because his internet went out. <laughs> so I said, yeah, that's a bit anticlimactic, Ant um, anticlimactic, isn't it, Matt? And so if something is anticlimactic, anticlimactic, another kind of a difficult adjective, which is sort of complex, uh, it means that uh, uh, it causes disappointment because it was less exciting than expected. So imagine Matt had seen that goal. He would have been really, really happy. He would have been really excited. And the emotions that he had when he when he had when he saw that that the scoreline was one nil for Australia, the emotions were less strong, right? Because he didn't see it happen. He only saw the numbers. So that was a bit anticlimactic for Matt. Do you know what I mean? So if something is anticlimactic, is is sort of like less exciting or less fun than it was supposed to be or than it was expected. All right. Okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I said Denmark are no mugs. I use this interesting expression 
uh, after Matt um, and I basically established that Denmark are a really good team because they rank 10th in the FIFA ranking. And I also added that uh, obviously they are a semi-finalists of the recent Euros as well. And um, then I said they are no mugs. Well, this is a British English expression that is used by football fans in the UK. And it means if if so, if if a team is or are no mugs, then the team they are not not a bad team. They are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, which means th they should not be underestimated. They are not as bad as maybe some people think. Yeah, they they are a decent team, as we say. No mugs. Right. Looking at the teams in this World Cup. Who would you describe as no mugs? You see, you cannot, you cannot say it about someone like Brazil because those are the favorites. You have to go for someone from the second tier, let's say. Right. What else do we have here? Okay, we were talking about the uh, the last time Australia qualified from their group in 2006. And, uh, you know, I made a little mistake. So I was correcting myself. I said that um, at the beginning of the show, I said Australia scored uh, no goal or just like one goal or something. And then it turned out that they had actually scored five goals. So I corrected myself and I told Matt how they qualified. They, they finished second after Brazil with four points. And Matt, Matt reacted to that by saying, oh, yeah, count it. We got through. So if you get through, this is a nice phrasal verb which we would use to mean qualify. So it's another way to say qualify. So if you qualify or get through from your group, that's what it means, right? So Australia got through their group once again in 2022 in Qatar. What a fantastic achievement. Again, in order to practice this phrasal verb to get through, why don't you make a sentence and um, tell me, for example, which team which teams qualified um, in Group A or from Group A or from Group B? You choose your group. You know, I'm not going to tell you which one. You choose your group and tell me in a sentence which teams got through. Well, you have to use the phrase of uh, to get through as well. Okay? Right. And um, then um, we talked about, um, uh, we talked about, uh, I sort of uh, said to Matt that um, Australian team uses sort of little bit old-fashioned tactics. And Matt said, old-fashioned fundamentals can get you places. So fundamentals is another way to say the basics. Yeah, The fundamentals... Um, basically, um, the most important things, the basic things that are necessary in order to succeed. And, uh, you know, nothing fancy, nothing extraordinary, nothing extravagant, just the basics, the fundamentals. Fundamental, basic, yeah, those also can be used as adjectives. Right. And uh, then in the end, I also, uh, at the end, I should say, I was talking about Mexico's match against Saudi Arabia. And I was describing how Mexico tried really hard, really hard to get to get a lot of goals in that match. They needed them to, to progress further. They didn't do it, but they tried really hard 
they threw the kitchen sink at Saudi Arabia. So if you throw the kitchen sink at someone, or if you throw the kitchen sink at it, it means you try really hard in order to get the result you need. Yeah. So often we use it uh, to describe a situation in football where one team needs to chase a goal, needs to equalize, or needs to get a certain number of goals in order to progress to the next stages. And they really, really try hard. The manager goes all guns blazing, gung-ho, and uh, uh, brings on a lot of strikers. Uh, the tactics goes out of the window. They go all in, another expression, to go all in, right? You just take really high risks. And this phrase is to, to throw the kitchen sink at Saudi Arabia. It's one of my favorite idioms actually ever. I think it's really funny. Just imagine uh, that uh, Mexican players are throwing a real kitchen sink at Saudi Arabia players. Um, it sounds a bit dangerous <laughs> if you ask me, but a fantastic idiom. And uh, yeah, have you seen any matches where one of the teams threw the kitchen sink and still didn't make it to the knockout stages? Well, Remind me, I may have forgotten myself. Remind me in the comments again. I know I may be annoying by inviting you to get involved in the comments, but trust me, I'm a teacher. I know what I'm doing. I need you to practice this language. And that's it from me for today. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks again to Matt for being the guest today. And yeah, all that remains to say is goodbye. Bye. Cheers. Take care. And don't forget to like this video. Bye.